The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Riverside. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm Lucas. I got Chris here. No Uriah tonight. He's stuck out of Philly's game thanks to weather delay, but we decided that we're still going to come out because guess what, Chris? I missed you, man. It's been a long summer without you, man. Holding down the fort, but I'm glad that you're back. I'm very glad to be back, Lucas. Thank you for putting in all the work that you did. I missed you too, and I'm excited to talk about the Sixers. Yeah, it's been too long. Just don't bring up Jokic for or you, you go bear, please. Don't ru- don't ruin our re- reunion. Should the Sixers it. have traded for Rudy Gobert? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, we could talk about that later, though. We, I, because I, 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 I kind of hundred percent talking about it. I, okay. I worked it into the agenda. Um, uh, yes. But let's start off with Philly. I know you guys have already talked about this, but I wasn't here for it. And you and I tend to disagree on things. So we're going to talk about the rotation that Doc Rivers should, not will necessarily, but should have. We can start with the starting five, then move to the bench. I say we should go with like a nine-man rotation that seems to be where Doc landed last season. But you want to start with the starting five, Lucas, and who, who do you think should be... I, I think we kind of know four of the starters are locked in. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Well, the four, yeah, the core so four. Be Tobias Harris, Tyrese yeah. Maxey, and James Harden will all be starting. Yeah, yeah there are the, there are think, core four. Yeah. Who do you think should be the fifth starter? So Uriah didn't agree on with me on this, but I, I you might, you might, because it's a little bit of out of the box thinking. Are you ready for this? Uh huh. No, 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 no. You know, you know, the thing is that Uriah actually did say that at one point. And I was like, is this a shout out for Chris? Because like, that doesn't make any, he's like, no, 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 listen to me. Because if you start him a power forward, then you could always have a man in big man in rotation and it helps you all with rebounding. I'm like, no, 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 no Paul Reed starting. But I will say this, Daniel House. He's a good plug-in starter. He's proven that he's he can do it before. He's a good rotation player. He's a two-way player who's a higher volume three-point shooter, better athlete. And like, no, he's not the defender that Matisse Thibault or PJ Tucker are, but he's a better offensive fit next to the others. He's a more of a complementary fit on offense. Now, don't get me wrong, PJ Tucker can hit corner threes. But honestly, I kind of want to save P.J. Tucker for the postseason, right? Especially at his age of, what, 37, 38? So 
why not ride the young guy? He's only uh, house is only twenty nine, so you I I say why not? Well, you see, Lucas, I think you and I are on the same page here. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, look, PJ's thirty seven. You just signed him to a three year contract. You got to stretch that out a bit. Um, also, yeah. just like positionally, you probably want him playing four or five spot a good amount. Mm-hmm. It's probably easier to stagger the rotations with him coming off the bench anyway. His house is more of a natural, like, three. three. Yeah. He's a good defender. Like, he played really good defense in Utah last season. He's maybe And he was good in Houston, too. Yeah. Yeah, he might not be on Tucker's level when Tucker's, like, super locked in. But he's younger. He's going to have fresher legs all season. He's a good three-point shooter. Thibel is an active detriment to the offense when he's out there right now. Mm-hmm. If Thibel can come around and start contributing more offensively then i think he obviously has the strongest case but until that happens house makes the most sense now if they start fiable again but it's like he plays 20 minutes a night and he's not closing games that's fine it's yeah yeah you can get away with it in the regular season you can but i mean if fiable doesn't improve we're going to end up in the same place next summer where he can't play in the playoffs and you have to start house mm-hmm. or Tucker or whoever. Yeah. So I could see but, them just sticking with Thibault in the same mm-hmm. way that they did last season. But I agree that house is probably the most natural fit. And on paper, I would choose to start house. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And this is not a, okay, look, if you start Tucker, here's the problem with that too. You're either going to play Tucker or Tobias out of position because one of them is going to have to play the three. Tobias was great defensively during the playoffs, but I don't think that's a big ask for him to do the whole entire. Like they're they're better at guarding bigger players than like threes because today's threes are mostly like six six or whatever. And even though PJ Tucker's like six five, he's just he's built differently. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I just like I I don't think. PJ can't play the three. Like PJ guards wings. He could and guards really well. He yeah. guarded James yeah. Harden. Like he can do it. Yeah. So it's not. But it's also can. about preserving him too for the playoffs, right? You don't you want, want him to preserve him. You don't want to give him the toughest assignment, thirty minutes a night. Mm-hmm. And like, if you want to use him as a small ball five, and that kind of stuff, it mm-hmm. makes more sense if he's just coming off the bench behind Joel instead of yeah the first six eight minutes of every game with him so now 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 i do suspect that doc is going to start pj out to begin the season that's that's my honest belief because they don't pay him that much money and uh, offensively you can make it work because really all you got to do is just find a corner for pj yeah no i think pj is the best player of that group yeah yeah he's the best player but like fit wise it just makes a little pj is going to be starting in the playoffs i don't know if he should be starting in the regular season though yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and hey, if that happens, totally fine with it. And if you want to start PJ, but only play him like maybe 20 minutes a night, I'm okay with that too. Just, you know, just help save his legs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 100%. either way. Yeah, I think we're both on the same page with House being the mm-hmm. fifth starter. Yeah. Who do you think should be the four guys off the bench? Now, see, I think it's going to be five guys because four guys last year was just because the Sixers had really crappy depth. Can we agree on that? Because Doc usually yeah. likes going five deep, right? Sure. So I, I'm going to go five deep here. And this is where it gets interesting, because now you have Tucker coming off the bench, right? Mm-hmm. So this backup center is easy. That's going to be 
B-Ball Paul. You're going to have Melton coming off the bench. And then there's the there's the three other perimeter players. Who are those three going to be? You have two. too many choices. Uh, two others. No, I'm no, no, no. I only named. I'm saying three. I'm I'm saying the team's going to be ten deep. Yeah, you named three, so there are two left. No, no, no. I've only named two. Oh, Tucker. Yeah, Tucker, you're right. No. So Reed. who's going to be? You have Niang. You have Isaiah Joe. You have Shake. Who knows? Cork Maz might have a bounce back, though. I did just write an article about him getting traded, so maybe that's not the best. But, like, you get my point. Like, there's there's options. This is probably the deepest team that Joel's had, which is nice. It's a nice, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. If I had to, if I had to guess the two, based off of what I think Doc Rivers will do, I think it's going to be Thibault and Shake. But, I mean, Yang could very well be in the mix, too. Yeah. I, I think that's a pretty fair group. If I The thing about going 10 deep is even though the Sixers are deeper, they don't really need to go 10 deep because you want to oh. still stagger Tyrese and James. There still should yeah. be time where those two are both off the floor at the same time. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, knowing Doc Rivers during the regular season, he will do it. Now, during the playoffs, I, I think you're right. You, yeah, no, I think you're probably on the right track. Like, it is Doc. Yeah. Um, so, I, I Melton's a lock. PJ's a lock. B-Ball Paul is a lock. I agree with those three. Well, well here's the thing. Too. I, yeah. I, I, there's no way Thibault's just going to be out of the rotation. So, the, the question is, who's going to be who's going to be the other wing? Is it going to be Niang? Is it going to be Shake? Or is it going to be somebody like Isaiah Joe? All three I, have valid cases. I agree. I would love Isaiah Joe to get a shot, but Niang was the best bench player all of last season. I think you're going really big with that. Well, probably be him. Mm -hmm. That's true, but it's like big in a way that you can manage. Like I don't think like Niang is going to guard the power forward no matter who else is on the floor with him. Yeah. So Paul. And PJ, all those guys can guard multiple positions to some yeah. extent. So I'm I wouldn't be too worried about it. I, I Shake I love Shake to in a certain way. I know I've been kind of hard on him in the past, but he was really clutch in the playoffs and I yeah appreciated his growth last season. But mm-hmm. like Niang just gets in there and checks threes and that's something the Sixers still need. Mm-hmm. And Shake can be a little too cute with things sometimes. Like he still either is too yeah. passive or he's just trying to do too much. And I, I think Niang like just fits better with what the Sixers need out of that kind of player. But mm-hmm. you can make a pretty strong case for Shake. He's definitely less of a liability on defense, mm-hmm. and he might be a more natural positional fit. But like Melton should be playing a lot of minutes next to Tyrese and James. Like, Melton could have really a career year. Guard. They have yeah. three really good guards. So yeah. I would pick Niang as my 10th guy. Personally. Okay, so here, here's a crazy thought. You know how Doc Rivers doesn't usually like the tinker with lineups, right? Mm-hmm. Rotations. But what if he did? What if in certain matchups he play, he, he took out B-Ball Paul and went super small with Tucker at the five? Yeah. Who, who, so I guess for me, Niang's in the lineup for me because then you would need a power forward. 
But who comes in for be uh, for Paul in your situation because you already have Niang in there? Is it Isaiah Joe or is it Shake? Um, it would be Shake, I think. But I mean, like, I want Isaiah to get a chance, and he deserves a chance because he can. He played very well Sixers, in the play. Sixers he, need guys to chuck threes, and Isaiah chucks mm-hmm. threes. Isaiah so, played very well in the summer league. I know you didn't get really chance to see it, but I, I did, and he looked he looked like he was ready. He looks like he's ready to have that third year breakout that a lot of players do, and I I think I he's ready for it. it. I don't doubt it, and I would rank Isaiah pretty firmly ahead of Furkan. But like Shake, we we just Shake is more of a known quantity, and yeah, that shouldn't really be the case. Like we should know what we have in Isaiah to some extent, and we don't, and that's Doc's fault. And I would like Doc mm-hmm. to give Isaiah a shot, but I I would assume Shake is ahead of him in the pecking order right now. And the nice thing about this team is that we could actually survive an injury and be okay. Yeah. No, I mean, Shake and Niang were like the best players off the bench last year. And we're questioning if they're going to get any minutes. So that's yeah, a exactly. good spot to be in. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. No, I, I think I think the Sixers are especially in a good shot spot here. Um, let me just ask you this before we move on. Do you think the Sixers need another veteran center just to be behind? No. Not to play, no. not to play over no. a B-ball, Paul. No, not to it's play, not... literally PJ Tucker. We are. You think PJ Tucker? Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, don't need another one. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, and let's talk about KD coming to Philly. We've talked about this in the past, but, you know, there's still the rumors that KD's not been traded. It's almost been like 50. It's been around 50 days now, Chris. You know, P. Katie was first seen with Harden at the concert in London, and then they they were practicing together. Clearly, that that uh, broken bridge has been mended. Would you do that trade if you're Philly? And should the, should Max be included in that trade? Guys, why are we even talking about this? It's Kevin Durant. Of of course, he should be included in that trade. I love Tyrese as much as the next guy. I adore Tyrese. He is one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth. 
Kevin Durant is, as of like a year ago, was considered by many the consensus best player on the planet. It is Kevin Durant. I okay. I get it. Maxi is young. He's gonna get better. He works hard. He's lovable. It would suck to get rid of him. Kevin Durant's old. He has injuries. I get it. But he's Kevin Durant. And you have a very tight title window here with Joel and James. James is getting old himself. You're trying to win with those two right now. Kevin Durant gives you the best shot of doing that. If a superstar is available, you move heaven and earth to get him. I don't think the Sixers have the best package. Like, I would trade for Jalen Brown before I trade for Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, yeah. But if Kevin Durant is like, I want to go to the Sixers, and the Sixers can make it happen, you give up Tyrese Maxey. I love the guy, and he's great. And he's a great fit next to James, and he's a nice bridge to the future. But, like, it's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Can I I play devil's advocate? You can, but you'll be wrong. (laughs) Okay, look, look. In a way, I certainly agree with you. If you can win now with Kevin Durant, you do it. But Chris, you want to know? But but, but Chris, let me let me let me let me let me tell you something here, real quick. You want to know how many games Kevin Durant has played in the last two seasons? You want to guess? I can tell you. It's 88 games. It's 88 games. Look, when he plays, he is the best player on, one of the best players on earth. I'm not going to deny that. Absolutely. But availability is key here. And since returning from the Achilles, he hasn't been the most available player. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that it's diminished his game. It really hasn't. And look, you would be giving up some depth, but you can survive it because any deal would be like Tyrese, Matisse, and Harris, right? You you could survive that hit, right? Yeah. But but at the same time, like you said, the Sixers don't have the most attractive offer. Not not let's not even take Tyree, the players involved in here. The Sixers don't have the draft equity. We gave them all of our remaining picks that we could trade. It's only swaps now, maybe the 20, 2029 pick, right? Literally trade the two thousand forty pick. I don't care. Um, well, we can't. Yeah, no, yeah. But 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 um, but you get my my point here. Is first off, it's it's pretty much impossible for us to get close to the other packages, of other teams. It's not going to happen. Like yeah, it's just not unless they're like the biggest Tyrese Maxi fans on the planet, which who isn't? But yeah, in theory, on paper, in principle, like hypothetically here. You have to trade Tyrese Maxey for Kevin Durant. I, yeah, there's uh, risk yeah. involved in every trade ever made. There's always yeah. downside risk. Mm-hmm. But it is literally Kevin Durant. 55 games last season. 55 games of Kevin Durant plus the playoffs is probably more valuable than 80 games of Tyrese Maxey. Because he's Kevin Durant. As long I as mean, no, the playoffs, I'm... you're taking a gamble. Sure, he might get hurt. But, hey, I mean, there's always a chance Tyrese gets hurt. Freak accidents happen all the time. You really can't let that hold you back when it's a player of Durant's caliber. So, no, like, look, I would probably do it, but, like, I would definitely have my reservations about it. And it, I guess it's it would Kevin also Durant, be. though. Like, but, like, he's 34 years old. The injury histories. And, he's like, you're betting on all three. Look, 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 look. You're betting on all three to be healthy at the same time. 
That's a that's big bet. Like you could win a championship with only two of them healthy at the same time. You think so? Kevin Durant. You think okay. if James gets hurt and you have Joel and Kevin Durant, you can't win the championship with that? I think you could. Oh. Well, okay, that's uh, that's a pretty big ask because you're losing your point guard and your second best ball ha- pl- playmaker as well. With Maxi gone, I I understand, but like, it's Kevin Durant, it's Joel Embiid, it's James Harden. Those are well, I'll I'll say this: players. the fit the fit with Kevin Durant would be seamless. The fit would be seamless, and Kevin Durant has never played with a big man of Joel's caliber before. Absolutely. Yeah, who so else he is could... thirty-seven? Who's three years removed from the age of thirty-four? Chris Paul. He's still pretty good. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Paul. It, hey, don't forget about LeBron now either. LeBron James. He's holding up. I'm just saying, like neither one of them had catastrophic injuries like KD do, but. Mm. Chris has had a fair share of like concerns. He's had mixed, like, but like not 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 a ruptured Achilles though. And yet, Kevin is playing just fine. So let's talk about our favorite off-season move again. Probably something that has been discussed in some way, shape, or form in my absence. But I would like to give my two cents, Lucas. Okay, we'll go to you first. Favorite off-season move that Philly made. I like the Daniel House move. Uh, he wasn't really uh, like he was on my fl- free agent uh, big board, but I didn't really think the Sixers were in play for him. Like that was a hush hush thing. So that 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 came out of left field. Getting him on, I think what I forget what type of exception it was, but it was a four point uh, one million dollar. Is it what what is it called? The biannual. Thing. Yeah, biannual exception, right? So that's four point one million. That's that's good value for him. He's a solid two-way player. I mean, he bounced around a little bit last year, but that was just him trying to figure out a home because Houston wasn't for a pl- where he was in his career, right? So he found a good home in, in Utah. He played well during the playoffs. He He's a solid two-way player. I, I remember watching him when he first came into the league it, when I was covering the Suns and he was on a two-way contract. Chris, this guy couldn't shoot worth a lick. And now look at him. I think in Houston he shot around forty percent. The guy, mm-hmm. guy's a legit shooter, and to get him on the biannual exception, where probably other teams might have been willing to overpay, they they got him on a good deal. Like he's a good, he's a he's a prototypical three and D. He can guard multiple positions, hit three pointers on a good, and like the fit. He he clearly has a history with James Harden, which is something. I mean, yeah, we're probably the quote-unquote Rockets East, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It fits, and it's a good it's a good acquisition. Like, we saw the P.J. Tucker thing coming from a mile away. Melton was a surprise, but I'll like, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I, I like the, the, the fact that we came out with another good big wing to defend athletic players. Yeah, I mean... I don't know if Daryl Morey signing Daniel House to a team that has James Harden and P.J. Tucker is that surprising. Out of left field is a bit of a stretch. Well, nobody was reporting it before it happened, unlike the Tucker thing. Yeah. But, oh, sure. Um, I mean, my answer is going to be the Anthony Melton, just because that was like, it was One a of the very most good trade. Things that happened to me yeah. this summer was checking my phone and seeing that they traded for Melton. Like that was I, an awesome deal. Maury yeah. has made some real like grade A trades since he's gotten here. 
that's up there among the best of them, in my opinion. Well, uh, we, and, uh, I don't know if it's one of the best. We actually did rank it. Uh, we, it was like middle of the pack for me and Uriah, but it was good. It was good. Guys, D'Anthony Melton is 24 years old. Yes, he is. He is six foot two. An elite defensive guard when he's locked in and when he's healthy. This is a guy who hits 37% of his threes, can play backup point guard, is great next to other guards, has a really long wingspan, covers a lot of ground defensively, and he's got multiple years left on his contract at 24 years old. Like, Yeah, he has two years, but yes. He has a great... It's just great value for a player of that caliber. Look, the impressive yeah. thing is that they were able to get something of good value, like... To get off of Danny Green's contract, which, don't get me wrong, Danny Green was great while he was here, but he had a torn ACL at 34 years old. Likelihood of him coming back from that is not great. And playing in the league in a meaningful role again. Look at Kevin Durant. Um, <laughs> you know that is not the same. You know that um, is not the same. But no, but no, usually, like, you would, you would attach a pick to a player like Green, and you would get, like pennies on the dollar you got more than that like am i like no you Melton's you make a very awesome. yeah no like, like he he's he's a really good he's been held back because okay in phoenix he was playing behind chris paul and devin booker right and then in memphis he's had the share time with tyus jones john morant um i forget the other guy's name the other shooting guard desmond bain thank you like the Sixers don't have outside of Harden and they only have Maxie. James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. But like, no, he's the first guard off the bench though, and there's yeah, like nobody right. threatening to play get his playing time. Like Shake is good, but Shake is not the same level player. So he he's the third guard off the bench. I suspect a career year from him. It's a it's a really good trade, and you make a valid point. Yeah, Melton can play with either one of those guys. He can play with both of them at the same time. Like, he should be getting the most minutes of any player off the bench. He's really good. He might be the fifth best player on this team. Like, he's that yeah, high level no. player. Um, he, could be, he could be a sleeper for sixth man of the year. He very well could be. Yeah, look, the 23rd pick, it's overwhelmingly likely that that player just would not contribute in a meaningful way to this team this season. Especially with, with what Doc the Rivers Sixers' goals are and with who the Sixers' coaches, Milton's yeah. going to play huge minutes. And he's young and he's affordable, and you can sign him to an extension. Like, that's just the killer move. So, that was my personal favorite. I like PJ Tucker, but he's going to be making $10 million when he's 40 years old, which is a bit concerning. It's an overpay, uh, but they had to overpay to get him away no, from Miami. No, it was the right move, 100%. Yeah. But I, I yeah. think Milton is my personal favorite. All right, so Chris, other NBA moves that really caught your eye this offseason. Tell me some of your favorite trades. Well, Rudy Gobert is a Minnesota Timberwolf, baby. You know, I liked the move at first because I didn't see how many picks were traded. Good move. That, that, That was an overpay. Not an overpay. Come on, five picks for five Rudy picks Gobert. Five a top 15 player. You do Plus, it. plus quality role player. Like, yeah, that's guys, why... that's a superstar level player. But, but Chris, 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 first off, he's he is overpaid. Would you that's, trade that same package for Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell, yes, but I think... Yes, Gobert is Donovan better. Mitchell's, 
Nah, nah, nah. See, this is this is where me and you Would disagree. You trade that package for Bradley Beal. Yeah, probably. Okay, Gobert is better than Bradley Beal. I, I disagree. I, I disagree. I He's disagree. Maybe the best defender of the last ten years. Like he just is. I don't know. I I don't agree with that. But I say anyway, maybe, but it's definitely it's Rudy Gobert. Like okay, okay, Chris, you and foreign centers, man. I don't know what your deal is with these foreign guys. Who's the other foreign guys? You know exactly who who the heck I'm going to say. Because you 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 are the hype man for him on this podcast, even though like he is the sworn enemy of our center. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, <laughs> Look, you've proven my point. I am willing to see through my own personal biases and appreciate quality talent elsewhere in the league. It does not mean I should be the enemy of this podcast. I'm right. No, 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 Chris, Chris, we acknowledge that these guys are great. But Bill you Bears seem to big. have them on a see. If you Four see, you're the more round picks. Big deal. They're picks. No, no, no. It's basically five. You got five because you also basically got their first round pick from this year too. Okay. So, but okay, let's let's just okay. okay. It was a good let's move. It, I, I like. I, okay, okay. You have to blow it up. You trade Gobert, Cat, D'Lo. You make it up. It's a wash. What's the risk? You didn't give up any star caliber players. You kept Cat. You kept Edwards. You traded picks for a guy who can maybe put you in like contention in the West this year. I uh, no no. That's no, a good they, move. They're not going to be in. They're not going to be a top four seed. They might be a top. They'll they'll be. They a top very six well seed. could be. We have seen nah. Utah be a top four seed. Okay, I think but the, Minnesota has more talent than those Utah teams. Look, Cat look, is okay, awesome. Edwards, okay. if he takes a leap, could be as good or better than Donovan. Okay, like, so let, Minnesota let, has some juice. Look, okay, I'm not saying that Minnesota doesn't have any juice. They're they're good. They're good. They might be a top four seed, but like that's their ceiling. I'm calling so. it right now. Minnesota's going to be a top four seed. I'll put I'll put it down right now. I'll put my money. Are we going to make table, another bet this year? Are we Are we making another bet this year? Nah, you know what? I don't want to bet that because I might. I I I kind of believe that too a little bit. Oh, listen. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Nah. I I I I believe that one a little bit too much. Um. Look, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how it works because Cat, basically, in my opinion, he is this generation of Dirk. He is the stretch big, prototypical stretch big of this generation of the NBA. I'm not saying he's as good as Dirk. That's not the case, clearly. But he can be that type of, you know, like I think he what, what I think he's already broken Minnesota's all-time three-point record for a franchise mm-hmm. for the franchise. So like he's really good. So the fit on offense is not that concerning for me. And if Cat gets beat on defense, guess what? Gobert's Go back there. And Gobert should be a really nice pick and roll player for D'Angelo Russell who Kind of struggled last year, but should do better this year. Same thing for Ant. Like, and here's the thing: if you can't play both of them together during the playoffs, because teams will start picking them apart, you can still play one, and they'll be okay. Now, is that ideal? No, but it could work. And they still got to keep uh, this the J- Jalen Smith. That's a Jan- Thank you, Jaden McDaniel. You know, Jalen Smith is on the Pacers. Sorry. Yeah, 
So that's 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 good that they got to keep him. Now I, I'm kind of sad that they gave up Vanderbilt, but hey, you know what? You got to give up something to get something. But at the end of the day, look, they could very well be good, but it could also blow up in their face. Look, if there's any other player of Gobert's quality traded for that package, we'd be calling it a steal in Minnesota's favor. Just because people don't like want to admit how good Gobert is, or he's kind of a weird, unique star. People get all like worried about four first round picks. Any other player of Gobert's caliber, you trade four first round picks and filler. And but 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 here's the thing though, Chris. You know that's ruined the trade market for to trade Durant and Kyrie. It's not. It's like almost a bargain deal. They didn't give up that much. They gave up Jared Vanderbilt and Patrick Beverly. Like I like those guys, but they're reserves. They're borderline starters. Like they're not that special okay let me ask you this if that trade didn't happen is katie already traded this offseason no i don't think so i i think i, th- I think so i think so i and I'll, I'll say this i think donovan mitchell will be a nick before january i yeah no i agree with that i think I, he's gonna I be a nick or a, or a heat or something <laughs> one of those two teams i don't know which one it's gonna happen though um a trade for me. I'm trying to think of other trades besides the Rudy, the Rudy Gobert one, but it's like the the biggest one in the offseason. I can't think of too many others. Um, I think the other big one would be the DeJounte Murray trade. Oh, yes. Well, because you did that, I'll do this one. I don't love that trade. For, like, okay, look. You How many picks been... did the Hawks give up for DeJounte they, Murray? They gave up three. Okay. Okay. I don't mind that deal. Look, I think DeJounte Murray is like Russell Westbrook, but like less hard-headed and willing to actually develop a jump shot, right? So with that in mind, I, I think it's a – I don't know if it's going to fit. DeJounte is a great defender, though. Westbrook's never yeah. been a good defender. Like, Westbrook has never – Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, like I said, he's less hard-headed. Anyway. He's been a bit being, hard-headed in this offseason. He's been kind well, of – yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the, you know, it's Seattle. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Um, I think the fit between him and Trey hinges on if Trey's willing to become more like Steph Curry off the ball. Yeah. That's that's where that fit is. For for the Spurs, I don't know if I love this trade. Um, look, Murray was young enough that you could have still rebuilt around him. Now, if he said privately that he wasn't going to come back when he hit free agency, that's that's one thing. I get that. But, like, I, if I'm them, I tried to make it work. Clearly, they're in full-on rebuild mode now. I don't love that for Pop. And well, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, here's what I'll say for San Antonio. DeJounte is just not going to be the best player on a championship team. Like, he's not that guy. And if you're uh, the Spurs... You were trying to bottom out this season mm-hmm. and get Victor. Like, this is a pretty clear. Oh, goal. yeah, the yeah. Spurs Victor Waman Yada. Yeah. Yeah. That's the why Spurs I think they didn't really bad. Because I had the them Jante going. Yeah. I had them really take. Good, like, number two, number three star. Yeah. But he's not okay. that number one guy. The Spurs need to bottom you, out. Do you think this Waman Yada guy can be a number one, though? Centers aren't usually number one unless their name's Joel Embiid or Jokic. Yeah, no, he's going to be great. You think, think so? Okay, okay. Well, I, I'll say this. Um, 
Uh, I'll say one I underrated trade. Been the number one pick. Like I don't agree, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, look, I'm I'm gonna go back. Let me go back to trades here real quick. Another trade that I want to bring up is the trade between the Washington Wizards and the Denver Nuggets. I think KCP is the perfect fit. Will Barton was kind of like that, you know, like that, you know, sketchy score, but like he wasn't a two-way player. Now they have a three and D guy to go with the rest of their starting five. They needed that three and D guy. They got it in KCP. They're giving the the reins to Bones Highland coming off the bench next year. I'm off for that. And hey, you know what? Ishmith now has the most uh, NBA stops among any any player in NBA history. So good job for Ish. I guess, or not good job. I guess it depends on how you look at yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I, really I like that, that move for Washington too, because Monte Morris is a lot better. You than think you Neto. you think he can be a starter, like a full time starter? Look, Howell Neto was literally a starter last year. Yeah, that's true. Go, it's yeah. only up from there. So. Well, yeah, they they did draft yeah. what it was Johnny. What what was his name? Johnny. They drafted the guy from. They drafted a point guard in the first uh, with their lottery pick. I just can't remember his name. Johnny something. Johnny Davis. He's not really a point Thanks. guard though. He's Is he not? Wings, so. Okay, He's so they, like they Okay, so they still really didn't even address the point guard situation. Good job. Yeah, good look, job. I mean, Beal, oh, Beal should have the ball in his hands the most. Like Beal is, for all intents and purposes, the point guard, but. Yeah, Monte doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't turn the ball over. He hits threes. Like he's a really solid player. I definitely okay. think he can start. I don't know okay. if he's going to be like the starter on a great team. I don't think the Wizards are going to be much of anything. But oh, I don't know, man. You, you know, Kristaps looked better. Kristaps looked better when he they went could be to... a playing team. Like sure, but yeah. Wizards aren't going to make any noise in the East. Probably not. You know? Probably not. Unless like unless Rui takes like a big step this off season. Or like um, Abiad. Um, yeah. So no. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Biggest. Let's go to the draft. Who? Okay. So you said Chet. I I don't. Man, no. I like Chet in OKC. Look, you didn't watch summer league. There were times that Chet looked like an all star. Like he looked fantastic. Because Chet I'm, is awesome. Chet is awesome. I'm not denying that, but he needs time to fill out that frame. Because he got bullied by that kid from uh, from Memphis, Kenny Lofton. Like, there are going to be matchups where he's going to get pushed around. On a side note, though, I will say your boy Pokushevsky looked pretty good. So, Every feel good rookie about it. gets pushed around. It's no, but Kenny Lofton is also a rookie. He's a... No, but come I on. Understand. he's Look, going to be great. Chet needs to fill out a little bit more, but if he can, great. I think I think OKC is the perfect fit for him because he's not going to be like your go-to guy. Like, look, Orlando needed a go-to guy. Chet's not that. He's more of uh, like a number two or number three. And I think the fit with Shea Gill, just Alexander, Josh Giddy is more natural for him versus I, what Orlando needed. Now, I, I thought they were going to go say. for Jabari Smith. I'm not going to say outright that Chet's going to win Rookie of the Year because I think Paolo's going to put up a bunch of numbers in Orlando. But mm. it might be kind of like the Evan Mobley syndrome where he's not putting up the best numbers, but he's like secretly the best player. Because I love Scotty Barnes. Mobley should have been Rookie of the Year. Nah, opinion. nah. I and told you Scotty Barnes was the guy. Chet you didn't Mobley believe me. needs to fill out. There, There's a very similar complaint. It's not the same. Chet's skinnier, but like... 
there's a lot of oh Mobley Easton Lisa fell out his frame blah 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 he was like an all defense caliber guy as a rookie I don't know if that's going to be the case with Chet they're different defenders but Chet I think is going to be a very impactful defender very soon and he's no, I, I, I'm not saying that he's bad I I'll say this my sleeper for rookie of the year is going to sound outrageous are you ready for this Jaden Ivey Yeah, look, I mean, what, 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 look, the Pistons did a killer job in the draft. They got Duran and they got Ivy, both lottery talents, and I think that they're going to do really good. I think Ivy and Cade could be really great backcourt. Okay, so that I, I think that's it. I, I think Paolo was a good fit for Orlando too. I like. Yeah, I think I, I would have picked Chet, but you know me. Um, Paolo's yeah. really good. I Jabari's going to be really good too. I don't know, man. He, he did not look good. Is like. That Keegan Murray, he's gonna put up numbers because he's ready to go and he's pretty mature for a rookie. But I think Powell is probably gonna be rookie of the year. I just think he's gonna have the ball a lot mm-hmm. and he's gonna put up numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could, I, I agree. Jaden Ivey's gonna be impressive next to Cade. I think that's a pretty good spot for him. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of picks that I like, but. Okay, so let's go to. Did did I not what? Don't be shocked if in like the end of the season, I'm sitting here being like Chet should be rookie of the year while everyone's talking about Paolo because look, there's a strong chance that's what'll happen. Chris, I'm not surprised. Chris, you've been praising Chet before you even went on your hiatus. Okay, so I'm not surprised by anything. Um. Let's go to the biggest sleepers. Who's the biggest sleeper? And let's do one for each conference. Who's the biggest sleeper in the West? Who could make some noise? Um, frankly, I mean, is it Minnesota? <laughs> I mean, be Minnesota. I think people are expecting them to be better. I, I think the answer might be New Orleans, but I, I feel like people are starting to kind of bang the drum for the Pelicans. And I think Minnesota could be just as good, if not better, if things pan out. Like, okay, we'll so have to wait hear me out. It's a bit of a weird thing. The West is going to be loaded this year because, look, everybody's but, coming back from injury. Clippers are healthy, Denver's healthy, Zion's healthy. And the only yeah. team that got significantly worse was Utah. Everybody yeah. else got better. And I think Heck, Minnesota I mean, is going to fill right back into Utah's spot because they have Gobert. So. Hey, hey, let, and let's be serious. Sacramento, if they were in the East, they'd be probably a playoff, or at least a play, a high-seeded play-in team, okay? I like yeah. what Sacramento has done. I, I like it. Like, they, they've added some quality players. Sacramento, I'm not saying that they'll get into the playoffs, but they're, they'll be knocking on the door for the play-in at least, if not actually in the play-in. I don't expect the Lakers to do anything. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't ever want to count out LeBron and Anthony I don't, Davis. But, but, like, health. And then Westbrook. Yeah. It's true. Um, I, I think Minnesota's my answer. I, I think they could do some cool stuff. Uh, I'll I'll say New Orleans just to be different, but I don't think either answer is bad. I think it's like one A one B. Like those two yeah, teams are much. most interesting to me. I, I'll say Sacramento is like my dark horse for that. 
Like, if because I don't know if you saw uh, Fox's stats after the All Star break, but he was he was hitting a high volume of his th- three pointers after the All Star play- break, and when he wasn't playing with uh, Halliburton anymore. So I, I mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But let's go to the East. Who's your biggest sleeper in the East? My biggest sleeper in the East. That is kind of tricky because I don't feel like there are a ton of sleepers, so to speak, in the East. I think we kind of know the hierarchy. I think Brooklyn is the biggest wild card just because we don't really know who's yeah. going to be on that team. Um, and if Kevin Durant's going to play. The yeah. players on that team are going to be. Because uh-huh. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons could win the championship. Like that they team could, on yeah. paper could win the championship. but They very well could. Are they even going to be there in a month? Is Durant going to want to play? Like, we don't know. So, I don't know if that would qualify as a sleeper. I I, I think Chicago is the team I'll mention just because healthy Lonzo, healthy Caruso, that defense is going to look a whole lot better. Patrick Williams taking another jump. Like, that's a team that's going to win a lot of games in the regular season. I don't think Chicago is going to win the East or anything, but... That's going to be a good team, and they could be fighting for, like, home court. I could see that. So, before I tell you mine, I do want to say this. Me and Uriah have talked about Chicago before, but not in that regard. We talked about Andre Drummond going to Chicago. I want to ask you this. Me and Uriah both believe that Drummond, based off of what Chicago is trying to be, which is a defensive team, would be a better starting center for them than Vucevic. What are your when thoughts? Chicago trying to be a defensive team. It's Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Those are like two offensive gunners. But but but, but like the rest of the team is defensive oriented. No, it's Nikola Vucevic who is offensive oriented. No 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 no. Look look outside of Vucevic. They have two look, great look. guard defenders. They also have Derek Jones Jr., Devonte Green. They have I can't remember any but Patrick Williams. Look, I, I'm he's, just Andre saying. Andre Drummond is a backup center. Like, I, I think he's a. I think he can be a starter. Him. He could be a starter on like, but he's a mediocre starter at best. Vucevic. No, he's not mediocre. He looked really good year, for Brooklyn. But he's not mediocre. He, no, I think Vucevic he. Good still. Drummond, Drummond looked great with the Nets, and I don't think you I can deny think... that. Drummond is some huge defensive upgrade over Vucevic. Like I think Drummond he is. is not a great defender. He's a great rebounder, but like Vuce can guard the paint just as well as Drummond can. Vuce is a big body. He knows where to put himself. Like I don't think Drummond's some great defensive upgrade. And Vuce is grabbing plenty of rebounds too. So it's not like I I just don't see that. I, I think Drummond's a pretty clear downgrade. I okay, agreed agree to disagree. My sleeper in the East is the Hawks. I know they made the big flashy trade, but look, after war, did they even make the playoffs this past year? I I know they weren't playing, but they were the eighth seed. So they got swept, right? No. Yeah, they did, right? Yeah, they got swept by Miami. I think it was five games. Okay. Well, regardless, a gentleman sweep then. So... My point is, is that I think with Murray and the fact that they kind of retooled the team just a little bit, they added two really good wings and Mo Harkless and Justin Holiday too. So like they they've gotten better. I I think I think they'll be I think they'll be a threat. I think they'll be a threat. And honestly, hey, watch out for Okongwu taking 
Capella's starting spot. I think Capella's kind of on the down slide a little bit. And Okongwu yeah. looked really good. So Okongwu is really good. I, DeAndre Hunter is, if he can just stay on the floor, is going to be someone who could take a pretty significant leap. He just needs to be healthy. Um, and you mentioned I, you weren't like sure how you felt about the DeJounte trade. But again, it's like Gallo, who is basically dead money and yeah. free picks. That's like a steal. I'm not even the biggest DeJounte fan in the world. But that's not a lot for a player of his caliber. And no, no, no. That, that's why I didn't. That's adjust. why I didn't. That's why I didn't like it for he, uh, for San Antonio. Like that, the, they yeah, got a steal. I understand and, it from San Antonio's yeah. perspective, but I also think for the Hawks, it was kind of a no-brainer. Like, yeah, no, no, no. It's and like they 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 were teammates in AAU, so like you would assume they they can play together. Both those guys will have to adjust their approach, but. DeJounte is a pretty big ceiling raiser for that group, and you needed another guy who could create next to Trey, and he can do that. So I agree. I think Atlanta is like going to be a better team, and Trey is a like superstar-level player. Trey can be the best yeah. player on a contender, or he's really close to getting to that point. So yeah, I agree that Atlanta is a team to watch. Fair enough. So... Let's go ahead to the most overrated contenders. Let's just keep this for e, uh, the whole in NBA. Who's the most overrated contender in your opinion? In Let's the whole into... NBA. Yes. In the entire NBA. Yes. That is a tricky, tricky question, my friend. Would you rather just keep it to conference? Uh, well, let me let me ponder this in my head for a second. I think the most overrated contender in the NBA right now at this very point, at this very moment in time, I think you could make a credible argument for Philly, but I'm not going to do it because I think they'll be contenders. Um, maybe it's Miami, I guess. I don't feel like Miami's being respected like that anymore. But yeah, like, I feel like people are kind of not respecting them. Like, Milwaukee deserves the respect. Boston deserves the respect. Golden State does. Phoenix isn't being respected enough, frankly. Same thing with the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers, I think people respect the Clippers. Like, I don't know how people feel about Memphis. Like, what about Denver? People think Memphis is a contender. That's a good question. Uh, I think Denver is in a very, like, kind of on the same level as Philly. Like, I think Denver is a legit contender. Like okay. maybe not okay. a tier one, but like tier one and B, like tier one like A. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'd pick Denver over Golden State and Phoenix, but I think they're right there in that next group with Dallas and Memphis and Minnesota, etc. The Clippers might be up in that top group. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of a tough question. And I know I wrote it into the agenda, so I should have an answer. Um yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe it's Dallas just because I feel like they need to get more next to Lucas still. I, I think mm-hmm. Christian Wood's a great fit. He could even be a better fit than Brunson. But that's a big if because Brunson was really good in the playoffs and Wood hasn't been seriously engaged with basketball for like two years. And there's still just not a lot around those guys. I like Dorian Finney-Smith a lot. I'm not saying I, I, I heard talk. coming back. Yeah. 
I heard there were people Luka. talking about uh, Wood coming off the bench versus starting. Yeah, who knows? And, like, Luca yeah. is awesome. And they just made it to the conference finals. Like, I, I don't want to sit here and, like, disrespect Dallas. They could very well make it right back to that spot. But maybe Dallas is a little... I, I don't know if they're as close as last season made it feel like they were. Um, and, like, honestly... I feel like the Sixers, just because we see it go wrong every year, it feels like there's stuff that could go wrong. Like, PJ's really old. We don't know what shape James is going to be in, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we can go down the list of, like, things to be overly stressed about. I don't know if Philly is, like, on the same level entirely as Milwaukee and Boston yet. I think we're kind of, we have to see them do it first. But I think Dallas would probably be my pick. If I had to pick one, but I I don't really know if there is a super overrated contender this year. I I think I'm gonna say Memphis, and I think it's just that like you don't have like I don't see Desmond Bain as a clear number two, and I don't think you have a clear number two next to Jaw yet. I think you're missing that, and I like I think yeah, in the sense that like if Denver's healthy. Memphis is probably like fifth or sixth, um, like where I would rank the Western Conference contenders. Like, yeah. I, I think they could be the one or two seed again, yeah. and still not be a team that I would pick to win the West, just because exactly they yeah. kind of need a real number two next to Jaw, and they don't have that yet. I guess for me, it might be Miami too. If you're looking at the East, just because like yes, Miami has gotten there two out of the past three years, but Jimmy's older there without PJ Tucker now. Who knows what's going to happen with Kyle Lowry? He's another year older. He looked awful in the playoffs. Miami might be there, too, honestly. Like, I mean, like, it's hard to tell with Miami because you don't but know like, what you're going to get into the playoffs. The thing with Miami is Bam is still getting better and Hero is still getting better in theory. I, like, there are some other, like, on the other end of that spectrum, there are young guys getting better, too. So. I guess for Bam, he has to have Plus, offensively. He needs to be more of a hub on offense. Like he that that's what they need him to be. And for Tyler Hero, well, you need to be able to be playable on defense in the playoffs, and he wasn't. And I'll, and Lowry, I'll say this, Chris: Lowry just Lowry's was dipping. old. Yeah, Lowry's dipping. True. Yeah, but what is Victor Oladipo going to look like? Like that's true. Does he have his big bounce back here. So there are other. It goes both ways. I think Miami should still be, like, considered one of the four teams in the East. Like, it's Philly, Miami, Boston, and Milwaukee, in whatever order you want to put them. I would say Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Miami is my order. Yeah, that's, not, that, that's, that, that's my order, too, honestly. And then Chicago and Atlanta are kind of in that next tier. Mm-hmm. And Brooklyn, if they... Brooklyn could be in that top tier if... They yeah, they could kick out Miami work. if yeah if they if if they get their their crap together they can kick yeah, out Miami Brooklyn, in that like, first yeah yeah so Brooklyn could literally be number one if they like come together as a group and are all buddies but I don't know if that's gonna happen so yeah keeping Brooklyn out of it I think that would be my four with Chicago Atlanta and Toronto kind of in that next tier no I don't disagree man. Certainly don't disagree. But I think on that note, I think it's time for us to head on out. Alrighty. 
to all our listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Sixer Sense podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Audible, or listen at our website, thesixersense.com, where you can read our work as well. We are on Twitter and Facebook, or Meta, at Sixersense, though I don't think we're in the metaverse yet. Um, and until next week, guys, or later this week, actually, have a good one. Go Sixers. I'm glad to be back. Powered by Riverside.